Hey everybody, uh, my name is Bobby Superbody. I am a southern uh, pop music entertainer from the city of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I'm very happy to be here in Nashville. And I'm your host, Ryan Archer. This is Everything Nice. So we're here with Bobby Superbody from Chattanooga. You're here in Nashville with us. Uh, you just played a show at Dark Matter. Yep. And you're on tour. Yeah, I'm going up to Canada and back. Uh, I guess the furthest I'm going is Montreal, then heading back down. A couple dates into it so far, and I was really happy to play Dark Matter last night. It was a cool spot. Yeah, it was was a great show. Kind of a sleepy kind of Sunday night, but people came out, and it was really good energy. Great way to end this long weekend that we've had with Spewfest and everything in Nashville. What was Spewfest? It was a kind of, it was a Cold Lunch Records production, and they do it, they, I think this is their fourth one, ranging from rap to punk to post-punk to psych rock to garage festival at East Room and Cobra, so three different stages. It cool. was It was cool. Yeah, I haven't even spent that much time in Nashville, period. Um, You've pretty much booked me every time I've been here until this past show. So have I outgrown the move or? (laughs) Actually, the move. uh, Is that still? The move, which is a DIY. It's just a house. It's a basement venue. If you don't know about the move, then you don't know about the move. You don't don't know what the move move is. But it is actually no longer the move. The residents that were living there while it was the move moved out. (laughs) (laughs) And new people moved in, some really cool musicians um, and friends of mine. And they're still doing shows, but it's called the Chili Factory now. Oh, wonderful. Well, sweet. But yeah, it, it lives on. I miss it, though. I think... I had some of my favorite shows there. Yours included the first one in... Yeah. When was that? I have no idea. 16, it was 17 at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like November, maybe? Yeah, something like that. I'm going to ask you a question now. You haven't spent a lot of time in Nashville, but I feel like you have a really strong fan base here. Like young people really like you and really like your music. And you're from Chattanooga, and you live there currently, Mm -hmm. but you were living sort of close to in Atlanta for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to college in Atlanta. I'm originally from town of Dalton, Georgia, which is a little bit south of Chattanooga. I always said I was a Chattanooga artist because you can't go online really and uh, say I'm a pop musician from Dalton, Georgia. It doesn't really make sense or doesn't even have anything to uh, really put on a map really but uh yeah i went to college in atlanta at georgia state then moved back to dalton then moved back to atlanta and now for the first time uh for this past year i have been living in chattanooga proper and i love it so yeah i think it's a beautiful and cute little city what i usually say it has everything i could want out of like atlanta without like the stress or Or the the amount of money or the yeah 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 but Dalton is the carpet capital of the world. The carpet so capital of the world is very. It's a cool place to hang out. It's on the map in the carpet industry. Yep, ninety percent of the world's carpet is made in my hometown. The that's, world, so that means like ninety nine percent of America's is made in my hometown. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. So growing up in Dalton, besides carpet, what's what's in Dalton? What's there to do there? I mean, other and it's a it's a quaint 
little suburb. It had its own little punk venue. Uh, this place called The Venue. Actually, uh, Paramore played there when I was a kid. That's incredible. Had a lot of touring bands come through. Uh, I don't know. It was just about like anywhere else. I don't like to try to be the young person that uh, just uh, completely shits on their hometown because I, I did have a good childhood there. And uh, was always like a theater and a marching band kid and had a really great marching band at Dalton High that I loved. What and did you play? Trombone and baritone. That's awesome. I can still only read bass cliff. I never learned. <laughs> I never, because I've I played bass for like uh, churches as well. So all the sheet music I've ever read is in bass clef. So I don't know. Yeah, I know it's super easy, but I still just haven't taken the time to switch over to treble for anything. I'm like the opposite. I can yeah. only read the treble clef because band as well. What did you play? Alto saxophone. I was second chair the whole time because I was like kind of good at it, but yeah. didn't care enough to really try. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the same thing with me in theater. Like, I really, really was passionate about theater. I was like the only kid in my class that did like every single play that was offered. Like, I did 12 plays in high school. Wow. But there was always this one kid, Josh. He's like a protege actor. Like, he like does Shakespeare in Orlando now for like tourists and stuff like that and he's like a music he was a musical theater major and like incredible and he always beat me out for all the things <laughs> I wanted but we were like best friends but yeah yeah <laughs> but I mean obviously your path wasn't to be a Florida-based theater actor so I kind of feel like one but it's pretty close to what I do it is but you're less a stable bit, you're a little bit in more in control or entirely in control of the uh kind of character that you play would you say you play a character i would say yeah very much so i mean i grew up doing band choir theater it was a great experience but i don't know if it influenced me but i do appreciate having spent time in music since the fourth grade but i don't know did it influence you well yeah the whole thing was super body and when i started it was actually kind of born out of a distaste for a lot of the DIY scene I was in before, I was kind of in this emo-y punk band based out of Atlanta, and I didn't feel like anybody... It was just this weird basement boys club that no one was truly, like, I thought, like, being expressive. They were just, like, honing in on a sound and a style that was blowing up at the time, and then that bubble burst, and I was like, I don't feel like I'm being expressive at mm -hmm. all. I don't know, just, like, being bros with everybody doesn't interest me. Like, I actually want to, like, express myself, you know, like, yeah. and, and put myself out there completely and make a fool of myself and entertain people, make people happy, as opposed to just playing into an aesthetic. Like, music's just in it such, like, teenth generation now that people, like, forget why they even start doing it. Like, it should be to entertain people. I see people online and trying to put themselves out there, but not even, like, truly being proud of them, their own art or being, like, throwing stuff out there and they're just like, oh, this is just a demo, like, it's going to be better. It's like, why would I listen to that if you're not even proud of it? Yeah. Disclaimers. Like, exactly. Like, I, if you are not, like, 100% behind yourself and you're, like, why should I care about you? There's plenty of people that actually want it and are willing to 
put their face behind it and everything and their reputation and everything behind it and their as opposed to just hiding behind aesthetics or yeah whatever or whatever cool scene that you think is cool or who you think is cool and want to be like I don't I just want I, I like people that like take risks because art is failure to me mm-hmm. like especially like indie art it's all failure it's all like putting yourself out there and people like I don't like that and then you try again and hopefully people like it the second time and then you just keep trying but at least like I've always said that I want to make stuff that's polarizing but not controversial interesting polarizing the sense that I want you to have a hard opinion on what I make yeah because that's how music is oversaturated and art is oversaturated because there's too much of it out there that people can just be like, I can take this or leave this. Yeah. Like whether yeah, they say yeah. that or not, like that's what you, it's just another thing in the cog of whatever oversaturation in music is. And, or like the whole like post Mac DeMarco world we're in right now of like oh, home, yeah. rec- home recording. Why would I listen to you? You already, I can go listen to Mac DeMarco. Unless you're, like, truly, truly bringing something to the table. I feel that way about a lot of bands Mm -hmm. at times. And a lot of times it is those those boys that are miniature Mac DeMarcos and have a really similar sound. And I'm like, you're not doing anything new. You're not really, like, maybe you guys sound good, but that's all you're giving people and yet you take up a lot of space in mm-hmm. your city and in your scene. Yeah. And I also like the thing that you said about people not being proud of what they're making. I think that people are downplaying what yeah. they're making to seem cooler. No. It, yeah. When people give disclaimers, like I think you need to be your own biggest fan. And I think that exactly. you exemplify that on stage Yeah, and just in life. Sometimes it might be a self-confidence thing, but especially kind of lame if you're like, oh, it's whatever, like, it's, you know. And then inside they're dying for attention. Yeah. If you're you're a person like me, like, dying for every play, like, I wear it on, I'm like, please, all day I just try to find ways to say, please pay attention to me without saying that. Yeah. And that's what being an entertainer is, or an up-and-coming entertainer should be, like, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I have something to offer. Like, I want to make you happy. Like, I want to be that thing that you like. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. And that, for you, kind of grew out of being a part of a scene. I think you said Wonder Root and being a part of a kind of emo hardcore scene, which usually, as kind of a fan, but kind of an outsider to that kind of music, you know, a lot of shit sounds the same. Well, yeah, it, it, is the same. It, it went down to the point where it was things like I would tour with bands and it's not a shot at those bands or whatever. Like there's plenty of respect, respectable artists within that community at the time. And there's a lot of people doing a lot of cool things enough for me to be obsessed with it at the time and obsessed with the music. And it, I liked it a lot of the time, but I would tour with bands sometimes that we would show up to a decent venue and uh, would refuse to play on the stage and it's like the got to be on the floor with the crowd and the community and everything. And I'm like, I, you, you're not an entertainer to me if it's everything's about the scene. No, like you are in a band because you want to be on stage. You want to be mm-hmm. that person. Everybody's looking 
up to and you're entertaining them. Not it's not just about pal. If I wanted to pal around with my friends, like if if that's an outlet for people in music, that's fine. I'm just saying that's not who I am. Yeah. At all, like I don't want to make music to make friends or to look cool or get laid or whatever. Like I want to do it because I have an urge to express myself because I think I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. That that's like the main thing of my distaste. I was like, none of you are truly putting something on the line to be chopped off or to to fail you're just cashing in on this like specific tag on Bandcamp that everybody likes at that moment and then you're just going with that I was doing the same thing and I was just like I need to take chances if I'm gonna do this or like or just have something to look back on when I'm old and I'm like if I did that whole like I'm an underground musician thing I want to look back when I'm old and be like I really tried though you know like I really put myself out there and that's commendable even if it even if it ruins my reputation and the sense of this is what I'll always be to a lot of people uh-huh. and even if I want to change one day and just do whatever and not do this anymore like at least I tried like a hundred percent and put myself a hundred percent out there and tried to do the best shit I could yeah I think that if anyone who's listening has seen you perform they have seen that yeah uh, that giving it your all I think there's something something to be said about someone who is a performer and especially when you are a performer in a DIY scene where there is a lot of saturation of here's the band yeah and they do the same thing it's like visually what you were being stimulated by it's the same it's exactly the same everybody looks the same in their mm-hmm. jeans and like everybody is standing and moving and occupying the space in the same way when you are a performer and you you don't have instruments or you're just like I my you know my body is my instrument this is how I'm expressing myself so we know why you kind of turned away from being in a band and just playing in the punk DIY scene and the monotony of it but how did you start to transition and how was Superbody born um it was like just born out of me and um my good friend Caleb Dills together having those same ideas and working third shift jobs at, at Amazon at an Amazon warehouse and then we were just wanting to save up then once we quit that job just put everything out online buy the equipment learn Ableton and we didn't even know what kind of music we were going to make we just knew like by the time like really cheesy music was what was making us happy and like getting us through a weird depressing time and mm-hmm. like neither of us had ever liked cheesy 80s music or anything and then it like expanded from there once we started learning about production and they were like okay this stuff is god then also yeah. in the production side of it and so uh yeah, that was the whole point of Superbody. Whatever the music was going to be, originally we were just like, we don't want anything related to us in a scene. Like, we if it's going to be, it's going to take a lot longer because people aren't going to be like, oh, that group of bands or that thing. Like, we have yeah. to create our own culture and create our own aesthetic. And then if anybody want to follow along, that's cool too. But it's like, we want to reference ourselves and ourselves only especially within geographically where we were and it did make it extremely hard mm-hmm. at the very beginning as just like outsiders and 100% focusing on internet art and that's what that was the main goal of that and I didn't want to do any kind of touring or playing shows unless 
I really felt people wanted wanted us to because I, I, I didn't want to be in this space where I'm asking for anything from anyone. Like I just want to now you have an opportunity to just make things yourself, put it on the Internet and then people want you to come perform. Hopefully, like I don't want to be like, can you add me to this bill, dude? Like, please. Like, I know it's like. No, I want to perform to people that want to see me perform. And if it happens to be like, if I get an opportunity to open for somebody that bigger than me and then people don't know who I am, that's great too. But it's just like the process of getting shows and the process of people taking pictures of you. Like, I'd much rather do it all myself first and then people like, oh, I like your context. Like, let me work with you. As opposed to, I don't like cold emailing anyone. And I was like, started Super Body. We were like, we're not going to cold email anyone. We're not going to, we're just going to do stuff in house and then hopefully people pay attention enough to help us and make it bigger, you know. That's an interesting process. I do like the approach of shutting yourself, you know, in and really curating your content based out of just what's coming out of you, what you know, solely. And then if people pick up on it, you know you're like heading in the right direction. Yeah. But obviously the internet and social media is very important to the entire overarching performance of Bobby Superbody as well as comedy. Yeah. So tell me about like your the internet ki- presence. Did that come like as soon as you started developing this character? Like were you like well, social just, media is important? Of course. Like yeah, that was like the number one thing because it's like when we first started Superbody as a two-person project with me and Caleb, I switched over all of my personal social media to our page. And then had the rejection of like a thousand people unfollowing me in a day when that happened. Really? And we post we posted our first music video because I came from that emo scene and all the people that were following oh. me and we put out our first music video and it's like, oh, it's the dude in the emo band starting his new electronic project. And it was like weirdo lo-fi pop or whatever. Yeah. And a thousand people unfollowed me in a day after like something that I had like worked on for like a year and a half and like presented it. And they're like, what is, and I disappeared for a long time before that. But then when I finally posted something, people were like, yeah. I'm not miss. I'm not, I'm not into I'm that. Not, yeah, I'm not into that. And so we were, but it's, it's so funny. It's like, I didn't even think about it at the time. Like I was, so, we were so proud of it. I was just excited. Like I was just happy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I was just happy that like we knew it was good, and it made sense because that peop- the people that were following me at the time wouldn't like it. D- due to many weird things that were happening at the time, there was a lot of people. There was rumors going around that I had lost my mind anyway because I really? kind of left Atlanta after the emo band broke up, and the people in Atlanta thought I'd like just up and left and lost my mind, and people were saying that I lost my mind online and I wasn't like and then I just come out it's like this new thing and so they're like oh he did lose his mind that's cool like I, I don't I, fuck with this like, <laughs> like I kind of love that though. yeah 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 so I'm just like I loved it and I like embraced it I was like oh I'm a crazy person now and I, I was so obsessed with that where I would stay yeah I would stay in character all night at shows for like the first year of doing Superbody where I wouldn't I would hide and if someone had to talk to me I would talk to them and my care like on stage character in like places like Athens Georgia like that helped me a lot like people were like have you seen this crazy person that comes in plays here kind of thing like have you seen this like literal insane person <laughs> and i like that like it's awesome i was just like hooked on that i feel like if i approached Superbody, like oh who's this artist i would have thought that you would be like a lifelong 80s music fan yeah yeah and i'm surprised to hear you say you're like just getting into cheesy music well yeah and... it really it really was and it just like it impacted caleb and i 
I a lot. Like, I grew up on, like, my dad's, like, a prog rock guy, so I just grew up on Rush and Sticks and stuff like that and classic rock or whatever, and my, my mom listened to, and now that's, like, my favorite music in the world, things like Chicago or, like, 80s power ballads uh-huh. and stuff like that, and I always liked it, but, like, neither of my parents really ever played, like, Michael Jackson or Prince. Like, I didn't hear, like, any Prince music until it was put on Spotify, like, a couple years ago, like, Same. period. Like, I hadn't heard, like, other than, like, occasionally on the radio, and, like, and I, then once I got to listen to all of it, I was like, this is life-changing. Yeah, and, and then it was just, first it was just because it made us happy when we were working a shitty warehouse job, and then it was the production, and we were like, oh, these people are doing this stuff without computers. Like, how are we so shitty at this? Oh, that's amazing. 80s music still, still to this day, like, stands up on the radio perfectly. I don't know. It, it's, it, it's fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... We wanted to go into Soup Body, and I say this now, it's just like I wanted to make rock music that was produced like electronic music. Like a lot of that is like a, a quote-unquote acoustic instrumentation that's quantized and perfect and danceable. For multiple reasons, I'm obsessed with that. Like one, I think it's needed in pop music. Like I don't think people just hate guitars now. People aren't s- sick of guitars. Like it's, it's always going to be part of the social scope of like guitars are always gets made too much of an impact. Mm-hmm on music culture for people just be like they're sick of guitars i think of course this is just my opinion is that i feel like a lot of people picking up guitars because there's so much context in guitar music now to be obsessed over yeah and different facets of guitar music over the past 50 60 years yeah that people are putting aesthetics before songwriting now Mm. when when i'm saying songwriting i'm saying pop songwriting like if Mm -hmm. you take any like huge rock song that has impacted culture and is played on stadiums in stadiums to this day at baseball games those are perfect pop songs yeah every single one of them but it's like and now you like a lot of things in the indie scope you can be more creative and whatever but like that's not going to get you radio play i don't think the people that are trying really hard they're fo- more focused on facets of different creative things as opposed to their songwriting mm-hmm. if that makes sense Guitar music has moved into more of like this critical thinking type of thing (laughs) where it's like facets of indie rock have such like an intellectual kind of thing now or like of how people and then it's just like rap is taking over because it's more immediate and it's more it's less picked over. Like I have no interest in being a pretentious artist at all. Like I just want to make people happy for three minutes. Like, that's all that matters. If I get the resources to change the world or put my stamp on something, that's amazing. But right now, I'm just trying to make people happy and hopefully get to a place where I can do that or put my eye onto things or put my creative whatever onto something that's actually in top 40 or be involved with somebody in top 40. But it's like, now I'm just like desperate. I'm just like, and that's what we all are. And I'm just willing to say it. Like, I'm so desperate. People look at me and pay attention to me because I I want a job. Like, all I want is a job in something creative. Like, I know, like, I'm not going to be, like, a pop star. Like, I think I'm good at this right now. I'm still in my 20s. Like, let's just try this. Yeah. And it's a shit show, but, like, whatever happens, happens. And I am privileged enough to try this in my 20s. Like, it, and if I feel like I'm good at it, I should. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a very pure and fun approach yeah. to making music with the end goal being to make people happy. And it makes sense for pop music because 
I think that's largely the goal of pop music. I think it's saturated and it's instantly catchy and gets inside of you so mm-hmm. that you can like let a pop song take you over and yeah. the music itself of course and you know chord progressions and the structure and all of the production elements that yeah. make a great pop song like it's supposed to make you feel like a literal rush and that definitely happens to me listening to you know pop songs really loud in my car of course like that's the whole thing of like the movement in indie culture of millennials and everything or people that have the leisure and the time to over intellectualize music yeah because i don't care about that anymore like the normal everyday people don't have time and the leisure to do that yeah. like they put it on the radio like whether they like the song or not and they, they're busy people and they don't have time to just like go through tags all day on band camp and like be like oh this is more important because of this like and mm-hmm. like rate things Come to my show, listen to my music, how I feel. Like, come to my show, listen to my music if you want an escape from whatever crappy crap is happening in your life. And yeah. I'll I'll try to provide that as opposed to things that think a lot of indie rock and I think wallows in the sadness of life in general or anybody's woes or it's like the, leave the woes to be the woes. Let the entertainment entertain you. Yeah. As opposed to over-intellectualizing in- everything and, like, the process. And, like, I used to be crazy interested in, like, production. And I still am interested in production. But it's just, like, I'm more interested, for me personally, like, in just, like, packaging of songs. In the sense of how it's presented and how it's marketed and how it's put out there to get eyes on it. As opposed to, like, oh, he used this filter. Oh, he used this reverb yeah. kind of thing. Like, that, see, that just shows my privilege if I'm like that. Like, I don't care. Like, if it sounds good, it sounds good. And hopefully you got there using cool stuff or whatever. But it's like, it's all about the end goal. And it's kind of stopped me because I think about end goals too much where I'll start a song and I'm just like, nope, will not work with my character, won't affect everyone. This is too specific. This is whatever. I think when you talk about the over intellectualizing and focusing on all the elements of production or the way that you produce through Ableton or what DAW you use or what pedals you use or what guitar you use is like part of the nature of music culture right now where it's like that's what's supposed to give your music value is that you have all this crazy gear or you do all these things to produce but I think that that kind of attitude well, I mean, it's great to be obsessed with gear, and I think gear is really cool, and yeah, I'm really in this place where I'm learning so much. Of course. And they, I love yeah. it, but looking at it from the outside of before I started learning, all of that shit was so scary to me because I was like, I don't know what this is, so I'm anxious, and everyone else has this attitude of like, kind of like name drop. it felt like name dropping to me, like, but for gear stuff yes 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 and it's i think it's like a barrier to entry for people that aren't as represented in music or just anyone that's not like a white dude yeah like i'm saying i don't even like getting in those conversations about stuff like that like because it just does show my privilege and my just pretension sometimes i find myself where i'm like oh i'm on the fourth stage of myself like in like this ironic cycle that sounds pretentious in me saying that but like once something is ironic and then it's cool again to you and then it's ironic again or like talking about humor in my stuff like 
because I never want people to like view me as like edgy or anything. But like I said, I want you to have an opinion. So I have to do things that spark interest. I, well, that goes back to the whole thing is when we started Superbody, we wanted it to be something where the big gripe I had with a lot of those bands that I was affiliated with before or in was that I didn't think they were creating their own culture. I thought they were cashing in on a, something that they liked and they're like, oh, we'll just follow this path. And then when I started this, I was like, I don't want to be a band. I don't want to be an artist unless... I can have enough culture surrounding me and I have enough context, more than culture, context as an artist to be someone's favorite Mm -hmm. ever. I've always said, like, I want, like, a middle school kid to be able to write an essay about me. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's my goal, not just a band camp link. Because I know for a fact, like, uh, my last, like, full record, okay, like, if we had just thrown that up on YouTube, the music was great and amazing, but if we didn't put everything else around it and, like, some kind of, like, work around it and all the videos, and it, it would have just sat there. Yeah. It would have just, and nobody would have cared, but you truly gotta, and that's what's exciting about internet art right now. Like, it's like, anything can happen any day. Any email, I can come into my inbox anytime and I like something cool can happen just because I put myself out there completely to display myself. You definitely put yourself out there. I think it's interesting that the bands that you got tired of where they're conforming to a culture and kind of just perhaps regurgitating a culture, no shade, but yeah, that definitely happens all the time in music scenes. And I feel like that is kind of part of the capitalist nature of music. It's like, let's make this because it's already hot. Like, Oh, yeah. Or just that that's instant context as well. Like when it comes easy. to a scene where it's like, oh, I fuck with this guy because he was like affiliated with this guy and this guy. And that starts conversation. I like I was just trying to take a different approach to it. I want to start conversation just about myself and just about like the actual stuff not who who else is doing stuff that's kind of like mine and and i haven't succeeded at any of this in, in in any way i've failed at it countless times i'm just saying what my end goal is mm-hmm. it's it's just trying and having a big idea as opposed to just cutting yourself short and like i can't go around saying i'm a pop musician without thinking that my my stuff could go the distance if it if it had if it got in the right hands or whatever the right people saw it or whatever do you feel like being original is something that's important to you or like being different or do you feel like it comes from a different place i i don't care about being original i care about sticking and evolving my specific character curating really intentionally things that my character would say things that my character would do is the most important to me and like whenever i started just singing in a weird funny voice and me and caleb were just like oh let's just make a whole record like that and then we just started like just brainstorming like what would that person with that voice say how would they feel about this because you have to put yourself in like super small boxes at least i do have like time deadlines and super small creative boxes in order to get anything done where it's like oh no that he wouldn't write a song about that like it's so much more fun than like i don't even know who i am like it's uh-huh. that's like, that and that's not interesting to me like mm-hmm. i want to 
come up with the coolest person I can come up with in my head and then be that guy. Because I haven't figured myself out. Yeah. And I don't care about people figuring me out. And I don't care about people worrying about my problems, like, of my privileged white um, male American life. Like, it's not interesting. Yeah. And that's not just, like, that's just in general. I'll take that about anyone. All I care about is if you say it cool. Like, if you (laughs) say it expressively and in a new way and poetically and whatever, that's cool. But, like, unless you're, like, a celebrity or something. I'm talking, like, indie music specifically. Of course, like, celebrity pop stars, like, if they truly, like, say an interview and, like, have something, like, deep and profound to say about their actual life. I'm, they have I'm, a I'm, 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 I, They have a platform to say that. I'm saying is me as a nobody going out there, it's, like, and knowing, like, the people I know and my friends will listen to it or whatever. It's, like, those emotional heartstrings don't, like, interest me at all. I just want to, I just love the the fact that you can do anything like you can say like like i said make up a person the coolest person that you could possibly think of or the one that you think is the funniest or the happiest or the coolest person which is what i try to do and then put yourself in a box of that and then present that person to the world because everybody everybody's presenting oh, in music yeah. like no matter if in you in life and no yeah, exactly but with specifically music, even the dude at 4.30 p.m. in the coffee shop with just an acoustic guitar, that he's a, that's a character, mm-hmm. like, no matter what. Of so, course, that's a super simple thing to say, but people won't own up to that. People think they're so authentic in every sense. I kind of got that vibe, like, when the whole, like, lo-fi movement of, like, the post-Mac DeMarco stuff happened or, like, Alex G kind of stuff where when their music caught on and I, like, love both of them for, like, their production techniques and songwriting and being creative in that sense. But the way they were marketed was, like, look at this guy. He's so... He cares so little. Like, he's just this bedroom dude that he's... No, he cares. He cares a lot. Like, and now you're, that's a sponsored ad on my Facebook. Like, look at this guy. He's so chill. Yeah. No, he's not. No, he's a desperate little baby that wants attention (laughs) like all of us. All of us do. He's not, like, that's just, you got to own up to what you are. If you think you're a musician or an entertainer, you're, it's such a selfish thing to do. So just own up to being selfish. Yeah. Like, you're doing that for you. In whatever way, whether you're career driven or sex driven or whatever, or just clout driven in mm-hmm. any sense, follower driven, own up to that what you are. People, it, it, it's kind of shifted anyway now mm-hmm. in the sense of people are proud of people for putting themselves out there now. Now that everybody does it, 10, 15 years ago, if your favorite underground artist got the cover of Rolling Stone, you'd be like, the the term sellout is dead now. That's true, yeah. The bigger, if you, like, if I was in Billboard tomorrow, you would be, like, crazy proud of me. Oh, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, saying that as we're friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if I saw you in a, for, like, your photography, you've ended up in anything, in any art magazine or anything, the bigger the one, the more proud of you are of that person. Yeah. You're not, like, you're a sellout, you're not... I find whatever cool underground artists all the time, and when I see them picking up steam, I'm just happy oh, yeah. for them. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was that was a serious problem in generations before, so that's a good... That's, a, like, a really good thing that's happening. I, like, yeah, I think that our culture is maybe at a point where everything is so fucked up, mm-hmm. and we're trying... We're all... We're all really just trying to make it while laboring under a capitalist, white supremacist society. And that's really hard for a lot of people. 
and art is an escape for a lot of people or it's what makes, you know, it's what makes it worth living. But if you want to do that under capitalism, like you need these platforms and you need, you know, you need that. It's important to like remain critical of these platforms, but it's also just like, you know, use it to your advantage if you can. Of obviously. Course. Like so you've really been curating this character for how like how long would you say? Since two thousand middle of two thousand fifteen, I guess. Who is he? I would say just I try to embody desperate confidence is what I like saying. Desperate I, confidence. It feels like a hyperbole of, of the things like that a, Like a, a desperate, but it's from the opposite side. I like viewing it as somebody who's already had success uh-huh. and is trying to get it back. That's what I try to do. Like, that has so much pride, but mm-hmm. like playing with masculinity is just like my favorite thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. whatever it means to be positive masculinity is what I try to do in the sense of making fun of masculinity Mm -hmm. and loving it at the same time and like tapping in since I've always been so like this weird lanky metrosexual like art kid like when I just started singing in the voice like when we did the first thing and me and Kayla were about to put out the first record we were just like nobody is going to believe that this is you because I look like a little child at the time yeah I grew a mustache as soon as I could, and then I've just, like, kept it since then, and we're like, Caleb was like, we gotta do something to your face, because people aren't even gonna believe that this is you singing this, because I was just a joke voice. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole Bobby Superbody thing, like, I just wanna, like, yeah, display somebody that is, like, those male characteristics of, like, really aggressive pride mm-hmm. and, like, self-worth like just already been through the ropes and seen it all kind of thing but it's just like a scared little baby on the inside and then just like masking it all with stimuli and i mean and most of it you say like just like live it's just like body language like i I like just i really like playing with just body language and like what a man like a man that has nothing left to lose would do He's not, it's not like suicidal or anything. It's just a desperate person that wants it back. That That's like, you put respect on my name because I've been in this game kind of thing. And it's kind of, and it's like, it started out, of course, like it, but it's like, I feel like connected to that now. Like, and now it feels like even more honest where I'm just like, like, give me my respect. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's just whatever i've been doing this like four years now and faced my like successes and failures on a very small level Mm. yeah i have testosterone in my body so i do have those like moments all the time where i'm like the older i get the more like pride i have and the more actually confident i am so i'm like actually becoming closer to the character like just the representation in music right now i don't think there's when it comes to male singers and especially male pop singers playing with masculinity with bright music enough. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people in hip hop are doing it. Yeah. I'm talking about straight pop though. I don't know. I, I, I like, I just think it's something cool to represent because it's the way I was born and it's the chemicals in my body. So like, why not play with them if I think I'm an artist and just like, or just like the tradition of what masculinity is and music and, and just be the be the coolest guy that I want to be on stage. I think, you know? yeah, masculinity is a really 
like the hegemony of masculinity, like the standard, it's a huge complex thing. Yeah. And to exist in that uh, role where society is telling you to behave this way and want this and do this to be a man, to take your pop persona and exaggerate masculinity. I think that what you do and why people connect to you is because you are doing something where you are being vulnerable. Yes. And I think that vulnerability in music is what makes it's what makes or braces for me sometimes but yeah. especially with live performance because that's like a very intimate experience especially on the DIY level where you are on the stage and face to face to people face to face to people yeah. and you really you know give it your all and it's it's goofy and it's funny and it's yeah. dorky even but people they love it. Like yeah, they yeah. flock to that energy because I think that everybody really wants to be able to be that. Yeah. Seeming to like not give a fuck and also giving so much of a fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your character, like Superbody, has a song about trying to get to Hollywood. Yeah, I think in in to take the song apart. If anything's happened with that song, I think, or I think why it's like connected a lot better with people than any of the other ones because it's so incredibly vulnerable in the sense of I'm saying what everybody wants to say that's in my scene but there's they won't admit at the same time like I was like I want to write a song about trying to put myself out there and make it and they're like that's ballsy like well more specifically in like the way I presented it or whatever I was like I tried really hard to be to say, like, am I going to make it? You decide. You're the people looking mm-hmm. at me. Not even meta right now. <laughs> like, here's my song about making it that's really good. You decide if you're going to share this with people or not. Yeah. Because I'm desperate and I want to make it without saying, without the other side of internet music culture of just listen to my song, listen to my song, listen to my song, listen to my song, listen to my song. You got to find a creative way to, really creative ways to say that now. Yeah. Because people just don't want to, like, post links all day their to their songs like definitely so so the best way i've been able to do that is just being extremely vulnerable combination of vulnerable and confident yeah i think that well. vulnerability needs confidence to happen yeah. so yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. going hand in hand and you know there's music like mitski who writes lyrics about emotional like intimate vulnerable things and I really connect to that but then there is this other side of vulnerability of you can be vulnerable and it can be a lot of fun it it doesn't have to be dark yeah 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 I have a a blast with it I think that as a pop performer that's so essential because like the point of pop music is it's a lot it's over the top and you really bring that yeah totally yeah it's and it's funny too it's funny to see somebody scared and desperate and it makes you un- it makes you uncomfortable, but I I I don't want to do stuff that like directly makes people uncomfortable. But yeah, I think it makes people happy or uncomfortable because they see someone being vulnerable, and I think everybody's trying to, whether they know it or not, or think about it or not, they're trying to be happy within themselves and be able to be vulnerable and not be afraid or anxious of like being judged etc what other people think of them and I think that people are going to react to what you're doing with either like a kind of glee in seeing somebody not 
be ashamed in any way and to be a freak. And I think that creates a sense of freedom. It helps give other people plant the seed like you could be doing some dumb shit or some crazy shit it's f- it's fun and it's fucking fun to watch like not saying you're doing dumb shit but no um, no 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 i i completely agree yeah, like yeah. you're you know if you're you can be wild and just like be yourself while you're also like playing a character but, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. also being yourself but it's like what yeah exactly and i think i think my character is more myself than anything because i get i get rid of the the acting is just getting rid of all insecurity period uh-huh. other like saying it being an older man that's already done done his time in the entertainment industry he doesn't have insecurities anymore he's but he can be desperate Mm-hmm. He knows what he looks like. He knows like mm-hmm. how his body moves. And you embrace it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So you've been putting out some singles. Mm-hmm. You're on tour. And what's looming on the horizon for you? I'm kind of jaded right now on the idea of the, like, indie pop album cycle at all. I just, like, a personal crutch of getting too hung up on singular ideas and marketing them as in singles. It's less of a, it's less of a shot to my ego and livelihood and finances if I take big risks on literal singles than watching an album fail. In the sense, it's always going to fail, though, because in order to do stuff, at least in my own head, let's say make make an indie pop album with a a big concept and art direction behind Uh it or whatever, it's always going to fail in my eyes because I set my standards way too high. But that makes me make good stuff, in my opinion. If I said it like, oh, this is going to... In every household, blah, 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 blah. It's hit me, like, really hard in the past. Taking those chances and watching something fail that I'm just overwhelmed with the thought. Not to mention the entire marketing side of where music is right now and shoving 12 songs down people's throats when, especially with the way I've presented myself, like, talking about pretension in music, like, I don't... I like concepts, but not within this, like, 40-minute magnum opus. Like, I don't see like that gotta... on my, like, I, I have more fun with singles anyway. Like, yeah. I like li- listening to singles. That's how most people are listening to music anymore. I don't want to try to shove another album at people unless I, just like shows, unless I feel like there's a true, true demand for it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I don't want to beg for anything. You know, I want to do it again. Like, and I think I have enough context as an artist right now to just keep doing what I'm doing with these singular ideas. And it's fun to do so and just play up on the aesthetics of certain songs as opposed to like the last full length album or whatever. We modeled the record after One Hit Wonders, like the whole record after One Hit Wonders. And then we only had one song pop off, and we thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But we were like, these are 10 perfect pop songs. Like, yeah. 
what happened, man? Like, it's what we, like, it's what we deserve for it anyway. But it's like, that's how music works right now. Like, whatever. Like, I don't even think that's the strongest song or whatever. But it, of course, every artist is going to say that about, like, especially uh-huh. somebody that's had one song to pop up. That's like a stereotypical <laughs> thing. But like, and so I was just like, oh, that's disappointing because it's like, oh, people aren't viewing us as that album thing anyway because we're presenting ourselves as a pop project. Like, we need to at least have hits before mm-hmm. before somebody wants to consume an album of it. Yeah. But it's like, I'm really glad I did it because it really does give me context as an artist and making a bunch of stuff. But now it's like, I'm not even interested in making that much stuff. I'm interested in making really good stuff. And I don't have the money to make a bunch of really good yeah. stuff. I have the resources to make one good thing at a time. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I really like every song on the the most recent album. Yeah. But definitely, you know, there's a couple that I'm like, I'm going to hit this one first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Yeah, that's, how, that's how pop music works. And exactly. Like, where you're at, it makes sense to just keep dropping hits and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when people really want more and they want the b-sides then you'll give it to them exactly that's well i mean it's a lot of fun to just drop singles so the singles Mm. you just you just released champagne yes which i listened to in my car today and i was like i was into it it was great and so that's like kind of it's just standalone like it's not it's not promo for an upcoming album no i don't i don't believe so um i mean i i've worked on a lot of things recently but yet again i get hung up and then i just got so excited on that and it's just like piecing together an aesthetic for a project right now or something just to watch it just go is like (laughs) not exciting to me so i'd rather just get really hyped on a specific like aesthetic and photo shoot and idea for a song and then just play up on the idea of that song forever until I put out another song. Yeah. It's just fun for me. And so I'm having fun with it. And nobody's telling me to make an album other than you. Like, other than you asking about it right now. Nobody's like, yeah. I've had a few messages, of course. Like, are you making an album? I, I was like, but it's like, I don't get stuff every day where it's like, where's the album? Where's the album? And I'm not going to put out an album until there's a, that's how every day. Until yeah. people want it. Yeah. Like, because I, I don't have the heart or the patience anymore. Like, I believe in myself a ton, but it's just like, I'm not willing to not top myself in that sense. Like, it ha- if I make another album, it has to objectively, not subjectively, objectively outdo of course, everything I've done, but everything everyone I know's done and like <laughs> stands up there in top, top 40. Like, that's just how I like, and like, and that's how you have to feel. Even if it doesn't do that, it to me has to objectively beat everything. Yeah. And then otherwise, why am I this confident? And why am I this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just being naive at that point. So if I believe in it so much that it's objectively better than anything, that's going to take a lot of money and a lot of time. And I don't have either. I have time. I But it's just, I want there to be a demand to to top myself or the people that want to work with me to top myself because I've taken more of a traditional like pop singer approach and just writing songs and then taking them to producers because I don't even I'm interested in production when it comes to like molding a song like putting a song with like ideas of production because I know enough about production but like I'm not to stay on my computer till 5 a.m. dude yeah like EQing anymore. Yeah. I don't give a crap. I'm going to give that to somebody that does that and enjoys that. Like 
I don't enjoy that anymore. Yeah. I enjoy I I enjoy songwriting more. And if the songwriting is strong enough, any production usually goes through fine. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's like as long as I'm there for when it's being produced and I'm there when it's being mixed, it's going to be great cuz the song under it, I believe is like objectively great pop song. So Well, there you go. So I'm just like trying to write songs, make videos of people that want to make videos with me and produce songs with people that want to produce with me and that have more resources than me because I don't want to do stuff, everything in my bedroom. It's not going to be as good. Like go to the person that does it professionally. That's also your friend because I don't want to just work with random professionals. Like I want to work with people that know me and know the context of my work that are also my friends that do it every day. Just like I write songs every day. I don't care about the, like, there's this weird pretension in the whole uprising of bedroom pop that it's like, oh, do you hear this is self-produced? Like, do you, and like, I'm guilty of it too. Like, sometimes when I figure out things are self-produced, I'm still like blown away. But people should be more worried about final products and if you like it or not. Like, it doesn't matter how, or just like people freaking out about ghostwriters. I know that's like dying down now. It's like, sure, Drake has ghostwriters. Like, yeah, but it's, that that song that all those people it's like feeding all of their families now and like yeah. they're like they have reached their dreams like it do, I don't care how many people it took like that's an amazing song that's played everywhere now and you want to make an amazing song like you you got you find the team and the people yes. to do it and there's nothing wrong with that exactly like I don't care uh, like I care about songs I like that's all I care about like if I like it or not not how many people it took to get to that. Like, that's not, that's so pretentious. That is yeah. so pretentious. It took me forever to even figure out that that's pretentious. Because yeah. I used to be obsessed with it. It's like, oh, I can do Ableton. I can do all this. But, like, it's the final product and how that product moves as a pop head. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and that's the whole weirdest thing about, like, stan Twitter and stan culture right now. It's like, there's really young people really obsessed with how music is moving the sales and like the streams and it's so interesting to me it's so fascinating to me that they it's like it's like the charts and the streams and you're talking about like when people's fans like want to tell their other followers like stream this artist's album like watch the video because the artist is telling them stream the album and they're Exactly, or just comparing their stand list to other stand lists and where they are at the charts, or like the like the whole thing you see all the time is like, oh, Nikki outsold, like oh, Ariana outsold. When uh-huh. some like chart data thing, like it's the craziest stuff in the world. I'm obsessed with it, and I don't really even have an opinion on it other than it's insane and awesome and horrible. Where it's like literally just straight up data. The page is like just like chart data. And it just every day like the the professional things where it's just like this had this many streams this week. And then you just 13 year old girls just screaming at each other and fighting (laughs) for just pages and pages. I tweeted that before like they have like 13 year old like Ariana stands like literally like making graphs and stuff on their computer and hard and like hard intense math. That's cute. In, but in order to fight with other 13-year-old girls. <laughs> like, it's awesome. Twitter's fucking crazy. Yeah, and it's, like, just because they're so passionate about this person, it's incredible. Like, and very interesting. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't remember where we started with that, but Stan Twitter's, Stan Twitter's incredible. No, that is incredible. Yeah. Okay, I think I have one last question okay. for you. Might be kind of annoying, but... Annoy me. <laughs> Who is Patricia? Okay, uh... If you're uh, speaking of the song, Patricia, correct? All right. Uh, 
So uh, when we started Superbody, when we started writing songs, we were always obsessed, but we never figured it out. We were like, oh, we should write a song that your character would be in love with. Like that Bobby Superbody or whatever, like the dude that sings like the name of a, of a girl or something, like the name of a woman. We were like, that's a funny idea. That would be cool. We need to like do an old school name. And then we didn't like, we never like wrote down names or anything. We were just like, ah, oh, that'd be a funny idea. And then we made that demo of that song. There's like the chorus, like a loop. And then I was singing, I need your attention, attention now. And I was trying to write a song called Attention. And then Caleb, when I was doing that rhyme scheme, was like, why don't we do Patricia? And then that's how that happened. Amazing. Yep. I honestly asked that just for own personal interest. Oh, yeah. I thought I told you that story. No, actually. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, it rhymes with attention, sort of. So <laughs> they were like, that's a lot of a better idea. I think that's uh, kind of funny because this entire time we have talked about how much you want people's attention yeah and so your character's love song is attention yeah. now yeah. please yeah that's exactly. kind of an amazing metaphor yeah i think patricia's is attention yeah patricia's patricia's all of us yeah all and pretty much i had fans. written the verses too and i didn't change anything like it pretty much if you listen to the song it would work the same yeah it really it would work the exact same if i was saying attention instead of patricia i just wouldn't be saying your girl's name I love that. Yeah, so it's all the lyrics are the exact same. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for being here. Thank you, Ryan. This has been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, this has been Bobby Superbody on Everything Nice. Thanks for listening. 